sleep. Welcome to the Boogie Bro Banter. What did you learn about sleep? I learned about sleep inertia. And inertia? Sleep inertia. So basically, think about it this way. Every time your body goes through a sleep cycle, which takes about an hour and a half, where you go like, you're like in light sleep, then you go into REM to deep sleep, back out. Like that's the sleep cycle, one sleep cycle. Uh-huh. Every time you do that, you gain sleep inertia. And it's like basically like inertia. It's like momentum where your brain, after a little bit, it starts gaining inertia. It starts, your brain goes into, oh, we're doing this in the next eight hours mode. Like that's what your brain thinks. And then that is why if you wake up after like a two or three hour nap, you're like, what the heck? I think I just got run over. Mm -hmm. So what they say is, because I always thought the only way to nap was like, the 20 minute nap if you want to feel good mm-hmm. because it doesn't let you get into too deep of sleep. But apparently another nap length you can do if you want to feel some more effects of the nap, but not feel completely destroyed is you time it for an hour and a half, 90 minute nap. And that gets you through one sleep cycle. So you're not in deep sleep when you wake up, but you're getting back into the light sleep part hmm. and you haven't had enough sleep yet to get sleep inertia. So you're not quite like there yet. So that apparently like 90 minutes is the, like preferred long nap range, which I never heard that before. And I'm going to have to try that sometime. I never really take. Is naps. everyone's sleep cycle the same? Probably not. I mean, you, you, I've, and I've, I've actually, I used to have, like, I used to track that with, um, cause I think Apple watches can track it, but I used to also have a Fitbit that, that definitely tracked it. And like, I could see my sleep cycle. So maybe you'd have to do it, but maybe 90 minutes is just like the average sleep cycle. But I never thought of it that way, like trying to catch yourself at a time where you're normally going to be um, like back in the light part of your sleep schedule or your sleep cycle. I used to have an app. I think it was literally called Sleep Cycle that you'd have to have your phone in your bed yeah, at the time. I had something like that. But then it would like you set an alarm for five in the morning and it would time it around five in the morning when you're at the lightest yeah, part of your sleep. I had some. Yeah, I had something like that, too. I think I'm pretty sure you can do that with the Apple alarm now. I don't know. It's I didn't like have. That, it's like that wake up time thing like I, that nobody ever looks at. Like, what is that? There's like one section of like the alarm clock that nobody messes with. It's like at the very top. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the sleep slash wake up thing. And it's like it syncs with the health app and nobody ever messes with this thing. But it's I think it's it's helps you with like sleep goals, routines and like doing that. Basically, I'm pretty sure. But nobody ever messes with that. I just have like a thousand alarms. No, I just set an alarm 10 minutes before I actually want to get up. So then I can have my alarm go off and I can lay there for a few minutes. Back. Here's been my right. secret. My secret with getting up at like in t- for work, not in time for work, but like giving myself a little bit of time is so like the latest I can wake up for work and feel like I can get myself out the door and get to work on time is 630. If I wake up at 630, I have enough time to get up, brush my teeth, throw on some clothes, walk out the door and I can be out the door in 15 minutes and I'll be on work. I work on time. So what I found is I like to have a little more time than that though, like just in case. And mm-hmm. what I found is if I set my alarm for six ten, and I wake up and I see six ten, twenty 20 minutes in my brain is enough to get like significant more sleep. Like that's like, Oh, I can close my eyes here and get another 20 minutes of sleep. So what I have to do is set my alarm for, I have it set to six, I think it's like 617 and then I have a second alarm for 621 just in case. I always have a backup alarm. But that basically allows me it's like the perfect time in the middle to where I'm never going to decide that 
an extra 13 minutes of sleep is actually worth it. So I'll be able to convince myself, like, why on earth would you go back to sleep right now? Like, it's not going to matter that much. Hmm. And so I found that, like, middle ground to where it gets me up earlier and I'm not at risk of going back to sleep. And that's been, like, a nice the little last, middle ground. I set my alarm every morning is 520. And <laughs> I, this for, like, six or seven days straight, including Saturday and Sunday, I've been up at five. No alarm. I just wake up, look at my clock. And I'm like, I love getting not up early going back on the weekends. To the only issue is on the weekends these days now, I I take nighttime baby duty on the weekends to give Kenzie a break. So, and sometimes that's not even bad these days. Like a lot, sometimes that might mean I literally stir once during the night because he stirs and then that's it. And he sleeps the rest of the night. But then some nights it's like, okay, like five times I had to get up and like, just like situate him a little bit. So that that definitely hurts it but I, there's nothing better than waking up super early on a weekend knowing that you don't have to work that day and you can just do you have all that time to be like do whatever you want mm-hmm. and you typically you have like time before the rest of whatever your family is gets up and then you're so you got like alone time too it's a good time that's why i have to get up early in the morning is i can't I like I you can't I focus once once everybody's up. No, like to get to work, I have to. Oh yeah, I have to drink coffee, read, you know, just have a morning. Yeah, I work. W- I, I can't do it. I mean, I, for school, I used to. I had to be at school at eight twenty. I'd leave my house at seven forty-five. I would get up at seven forty because I would just stand up. Yeah, th- and I'd have my khakis and a shirt next <sighs> to my bed. Stand up, throw them on, walk out the door. Yeah, in, every day in college, man, I just rolled out of bed into class. Yeah. The what I will say, like the the hardest thing for me is the key. I can get up at five, but I have to go to I have to get to bed at like eight thirty. That's the problem. The is I've been because it all started when I worked at the coffee shop and I had to be at work at when we first opened the coffee shop. We opened at six thirty. Yeah, so I had to be at work at six. Um, and so at that time. I would get up because I had to take Nova outside and all that stuff. Um, and so I'd get up at like 5.30. And then we changed to where I had to be at work at 6.30. But I was like used to getting up at 5.30. So I was like, you know what? I'll ride with it. And so I stayed getting up at 5.30. This is like my freshman year of college. So that's six years ago now. Stayed getting up at 5.30. Then I got an internship. Quit my job at the coffee shop, got an internship, didn't have to be at the internship till 8.30. Mm. But my body was used to get up at 5.30. Yeah. What I realized was having three hours in the morning before I had to go to work was incredible. Yeah. I'd have a whole day before I even went to work. Oh, yeah. And then I'd get off at 4.30 and have a whole day after work. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is the greatest thing on earth. Yeah. So then I stayed there and then foundation, we started working at nine, nine to five. So then I was like, ah, eh. I started getting up like six, seven or so. But like, some mornings I would still just by nature wake up at 5.30. Like my body just adjusted to, that's just like a natural wake up time for me. Right. So now the issue though is no matter when I go to bed, my body wants me to wake up at like 5 or 6. So if I yeah. if I stay up till 11 or 12, very, very rare that I do. Last night we were up till 11 something. If I stay up that late, when I wake up in the morning, my body's up. I have a very hard time going back to sleep. Mm. Just, I don't know. No one in my family really sleeps in i think we're just all morning people so it's just like how i grew up and everything it's against yeah. my nature to go back to sleep it i have to be like sick or like really try to sleep in to sleep in so i'll like wake up at like five something like this morning and i was like holy frick i'm tired but my body doesn't tell me go back to sleep i just I'm like 
Let's hope this coffee's good this morning. Yeah, my problem is I am excellent at going back to sleep if I have things that I have to be at. Like if I have <laughs> work or school, it would like my body will very easily be convinced to go back to sleep. Yeah. Um, you have to actually fight it. If it's like a weekend or I'm looking forward to something that day, forget about it. I can wake up at four in the morning. I'm 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 ready to go. My biggest thing is like going to bed early is the key for me, but that those nighttime hours, like hanging out watching tv like usually the baby is in bed at like eight o'clock eight thirty so i have we have hours where the baby's asleep those are valuable hours now so like that's where it sucks it's like i hate trading that time but i need to when liz and i first got married we were opposite people because i was um on my own sleeping so i'd go to bed at like nine to ten range by myself that was just like my choice i loved that yeah. So Liz, though, was a night owl and she would sleep in because she worked when we first got married. She worked at 12 every day. Mm. And so what she would do is she'd sleep in till 930 or 10, maybe later. I don't know. And, and get up to go to work at 12. I was working in the coffee shop. So I was a lot of times getting off about the time she was going in because I worked like 630 to 130 or whatever the shift was. Um but before we got married, she was obviously like sleeping in more and she would stay up her like free hours where she enjoyed herself were like 10 to midnight. So when we first got married, it was like a culture shock. So I was like 930. I'm like, all right, well, I'm probably going to get in bed and watch some TV. She's like, get in bed. It's 930. And I was like, let me introduce you to this world where the morning is your free time. Yeah. I was like, so much more fun. And then took a, took a while. But now she's normally the one getting to bed first. And I'm like, come on, we can stay up another 30 minutes. Bedtime's, bedtime is legit, man. I like bedtime. I, I, just, it, I, I just enjoy freedom in the morning more than freedom at night. It, it, for me, it totally depends on what like environment I'm in. Because in college, it was night nighttime. Like you wanted to be like your dorm was, you know, mm. doing whatever. Guys were like, go, like, hey, let's go to cookout at one in the morning. You're like, yes. Like that was like the time to... because. Ev- no matter what, in the morning, people were going to have classes. But at nighttime, nobody had anything. So, like, yeah. that was guaranteed everybody was available to hang out. But nowadays, I, I definitely enjoy the morning more. Um, I was going to comment, it's like 6.30. I was, I, this is kind of another topic, but 6.30 to 1 is, like, a great shit. Like, I was going to say, like, what do you guys think? Like, for all the jobs you worked, like, what was, like, your favorite time shift? Because for me, hands down... Like when I worked, the only the only job I ever worked where I had like shifts like that was when I worked at golf courses and like closing shifts, like four to close. Sometimes I worked like two to close, 12 to close. Those sucked. Like closing at the golf course because it wasn't a guaranteed time. It was like last card in. That was awful. But when you were working like you going in there like to, to open up at like six o'clock and then getting out of there at like. 12 or 1 and your buddies are just coming in for their closing shift best Six, feeling in the I think world 6 30 to 1 30 was definitely my favorite oh, shift so at work. Great. Uh, there was a different um different job i worked um it was before the coffee shop my shift was 6 to 11 it was just part-time um That's i think it was my right that flies by oh yeah <laughs> yeah because well, like what i hated is every once in a while at the coffee shop i'd have to work 12 to close or whatever the shift was one to close so it was like 1 30 to 8 or 7.30 or whatever. I forget yeah. when we closed. I hated that shift. Because what sucked about it is I would still get up early in the morning. But then 
you you feel like you can't do anything that first part of the day. Yes. Because all you're thinking about is, is, I have to be done in time to get to work. Top 10 worst feelings in the world, somewhere on that list, is the feeling of being held hostage by your job or and or class like if you're in school but job is way worse to where yeah you have that weird in between spot in your day like a good example is yeah like if i had a, if i had a shift at like 12 or 2 o'clock thinking like mm-hmm. you don't even have a day because like in the morning yeah. you're just dreading it yeah and then you by the time you're out of work like that's it your day's <laughs> over that is the worst feeling that's ever. why i love working like oh. even now seven to three is a fine shift but six thirty to one thirty was the incredible the better because you get off at 1 30 you got a whole day ahead of you even during the winter i had three and a half hours yeah so there was never a day i couldn't play disc oh, golf it, yeah like i can i can go into work at five o'clock at night and the whole day i'm gonna feel like i don't have a day yeah. no because then it's Sucks. like someone wants to go to roanoke for a day trip and you're like ah, but i gotta be oh, back by five i, I can't yeah. do it oh i'm so like it's that is the one thing like about like teenage jobs and like working that like any kind of like part-time shifts where you're not working like hold you know, days, it's, oh, God. My least favorite shift that I ever had to work was at Chick-fil-A. I would work 2 to 11 a lot, and that was awful because, like you said, Trevor, you're just, like, spending the whole morning uh, just, like, dreading it. Yeah, that's so how like, my wife was she worked at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, <laughs> and then, like, 2 to 11 is such a long shift because you get in, like, right after lunch rush, so the whole place is destroyed, basically, and everybody looks like they're worn out. And then you mm-hmm. get there and it's You had to slow. watch like the exodus of the employees before yeah, you're getting freedom. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like slow for a little bit and then you just get crammed for dinner and then you're there till, I mean, 11, but really you're there until 12 a lot of times if, if the dishes are really bad or something. But it's like, yeah, that, w- that sucked. I hated doing 2 to 11, but I worked a lot of those shifts. But I think that my favorite hours at any job I've worked is probably here. 7 to 3 is like 7 to 3 is a money You shift. hated it when we first started. Yeah, well, whenever I fir- so whenever I first started <laughs> here, they were doing 9 to 5. Whenever you say 9 to 5, like it makes me sick. Like, I that know, sounds same. Gross me to too. Me. I do me not too. want to get off work at 5 o'clock. But uh, they were doing 9 to 5, and I would, like, that was early for me. 9 was early for me, because I'm... All my entire life, I've been a late night person. My whole family has been late night people and like not morning people. My whole family now is morning people, but um, like we would all like if we didn't have anything to do, we were all sleeping in until late, like eleven, and then but we were all probably staying up until two, three o'clock in the morning, and so like that's just how my family's always been. That's how I was in college, big time. I did not schedule any classes before eleven, and if I did, I was failing it. Like it was like guaranteed. I'm not. I think I passed one eight o'clock class my whole time in college. I was a morning um, class guy, but it was it was difficult. But uh, I was so at the time I was at like all my classes were like eleven o'clock classes when I first started working here, and then you guys were doing nine o'clock, and like it was fine. Like I was coming in here, it was kind of early for me, and then <laughs> you guys had the conversation of like, let's just let's just get up earlier. And I remember sitting there at the desk and being so nervous and be like, no, please no. And they're like, let's, uh, Trevor was like, Hunter, let's just do seven to three instead. Like we can make our hours. Let's just do seven to three. And I got up and went to the bathroom because I was like, I can't be a part of this conversation because I'll start crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, the back then the problem was the we, post were, office. we were the only, us three were it. That was yeah. foundation. And mm-hmm. so Trevor and I had to fill the orders. So if there was a day where like Trevor filled the orders most of the day, 
But if there was a day where like we had a lot of orders and we had a podcast to film or something, then like the post office closed at five. We basically like if we had to work late, we gave ourselves no buffer time. Whereas now we had two hours of buffer time to yeah. get to the post office. So that was like half the decision. But the other half was just like also was kind of like. I can get off work at three o'clock. Yeah, that's like, I remember <laughs> you guys just being like, "We'll get off at three. And that's Think about incredible. all you can do after work." Yeah. Like as well, at that time too, my, I when we started nine to five, I loved it because I was still doing graphic design on the side. Mm-hmm. So I would so get, get up the, the same. I'd still get up early, and then I'd have like two hours to work before I got to work. Mm-hmm. So I could do my graphic, de- like some graphic design work before yeah. I got to work. Work nine to five, and then when I got home, I'd have very little to wrap up. Mm-hmm. So it made my life very easy versus. Then by by the time we switched, I don't think I was doing any more graphic design, but I, I liked, I just like, cause when I worked it, when I, um, there was a short period in between where I was done with my internship foundation wasn't big enough for me to go full time yet. Um, so all I was doing at foundation was just editing the videos. Shoot. We shot like one video a week at that time, one podcast a week. So it wasn't a big workload for foundation. So the majority of what I was doing was graphic design. And I would get up, read all of that, and I'd start my graphic design work at seven every morning, no matter what. Yeah. And I would work. Liz at that time was working eight to four, I think was her shift, but um, she was like a, um, I forget what they're called, but basically a courtesy driver at a uh, car dealership. And so she never got off at four because eight o'clock, no one needed a ride. Mm-hmm. Four to five, everyone needed rides. So mm-hmm. she... Never got off at four. She worked like eight to five or six, but I would work at seven. And then depending on the day, I either was done at like three, four, whenever, but I was always done by the time she got home. I loved that. And then some days where I had to like, you know, foundation has a drop coming up. Plus I have a bunch of graphic design stuff or social media management stuff. Then, you know, seven to seven, it's like, I'm still off at seven. I work 12 hours. Mm -hmm. Like it was never, there was never a situation where I was like, working till nine o'clock at night mm-hmm. yeah and so i was like that's that's life yeah i it was miserable to me like the idea of it was miserable to me but then as soon as i got married i was so thankful for the fact of us doing seven, seven to three like that's like I, like just our schedule is like one of the biggest benefits of this job the fact that we get off at three and then have yeah. so much time left in our day i can't imagine well the tough part is like because i would imagine most people would love to work like that but as you get, you know, if if you're in a household where both parents work mm-hmm. and kids got to get to the school bus stop, and yeah. stuff like that, it's like, I can't be at work at seven. Mm. No yeah. way. Yeah. As we get bigger, we may have to like have people have different schedules. That's, that's well, yeah, I think the, the media department, especially the warehouse seven to three is a normal warehouse shift. That makes sense. Yeah. Which is kind of why we adopted that is we were a warehouse that was doing media. Yeah. But the media job, like people can kind of work what they want to work. Um, I also like seven to three because, um, I think it's your most productive hours. Well, for me, the morning's by far my most productive hours, Definitely. no doubt about it. Um, but I know other people, I can tell you is. this, if we were working, if I was working nine to five in media still, I feel like those hours of three to five would be tough creative wise, like trying to come <laughs> I up with remember stuff. Them. My <laughs> brain would be dead for those hours. They like, were. I remember your brain being dead for yeah, those hours. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Well, I think that was the other issue is even when there was a short stint where I was done with graphic design, I was like, you know what? I'm going all in on foundation. We were still working nine to five, but my habit was I worked at seven. So I just ended up working seven to five. So mm. I just get up, 
work on my laptop at home, take care of some yeah. stuff, come in at nine, work. I was like, I'm just working. Mm-hmm. I'm a workaholic, man. Um, which, I mean, I still, my wife chewed me out a little bit last night because I, I work too much when I get home. You're, you're I try to the, figure it out. You were on the golf course. Yeah, the yesterday that was tough because I, I played golf in my normal, like, get home, pull oh. out my laptop, sit down, and, like, because it, I'm a very, because I, I, like, I went to um, college, I chose to do online school uh, for two reasons. One, I wanted to get married as soon as possible, so I wanted to work. Secondly, that's how I, like, learn and work the best. It's just on my own. Yeah. I, I, I'm a very, like, I got to teach myself, learn myself. I learn by doing. But I also work best just by myself. Like, it's not like I get distracted easily or anything, but, like, if there's no chance of someone distracting me, like, I can just be my office at my, um, my office at my old, not old house, when we lived in, like, the apartment, mm-hmm. my office was our closet. It was like a, like a walk-in closet turned into our off, my office. And I could just go in there. There's no windows, no sense of time, shut the door, put headphones on, and I just worked till I was done. Mm. So if that was eight hours, sick. If that was 12 hours, sick. Like, I, I didn't look at the clock. It just worked. That's how I work my best. And so that's why, like, my most productive hours now is, like, when I first get in, you know, obviously we all talk, joke around, whatever. Those next few hours, which is yeah. this podcast right now, that's my most productive hours. But then my second most productive hours is right when I get home. Issue mm. with that is I'm at home. Yeah. And so I walk through the door. And my wife's like, oh, I'm like, hey, I got I did not get everything done today. Like I got like five more things I got to do. Just give me an hour. She's like, why did you come home then? I was like, because I, like, I got to get this done. And like she's she's not that way work wise. And I'm like, I will work way better here. Like if you left me at the office, I'm going to be there three more hours. Mm. If I come home. I'll get it done in an hour. Yeah, you got the deadline. <laughs> well, not even the deadline. I just I I'm most com- I, I'm most comfortable working at home. That's great for me. I've never been able to do work at like wherever my home is very well. I need a change of scenery. So like when I was at college, if I was in my dorm room, I would I was, I was so done. slow. I had to get myself into the library or yeah. like the computer lab because. Once I changed my scenery, A, there's less distractions, but B, now like I'm there to do that work. Like that is like the only reason that I'm there and that there's no other reason that I'm there. So like that for me, I've always been better yeah. with a change of scenery. I thought I was that way originally. And so I would go to the call, co- like I was done working at the coffee shop, not working foundation yet. I would go to the coffee shop as soon as they opened at seven. And I was like, oh, this is going to be nice. Cause then I can, cause I've always, I always have this problem. It's like, I can't. I don't know when to cut it off because like most of my work actually at this point in my life, all of my work, I'm self-employed. So everything I do and manage is there's not a schedule. I set the schedule. And so I I don't have a good like hard cutoff time. I've never been able to create that. Yeah. And so because like different things come up and it's like that needs my attention right now. Yeah, it's totally the nature of our job too where like, there, for any of us, there is always a scenario where it could be eight o'clock at night and something needs to get done because we ha- we're we're working on social accounts that are very fluid and they're always happening. Yeah, there's always people going on our YouTube on this on that. So it's not like it's not like manual labor where once you leave the job site, there's nothing you can do. Like everything we yeah. do exists in a internet cloud. Yeah. <laughs> so like there is always something that could need your attention and then you can give attention because we can work from anywhere. Yeah. Um, I think that's been the biggest contention point 
So that's over my last five years of being married is like, because over all five years, whether I was working at the coffee shop, I always had something I was doing on my own. Right. And I've never, it's, that's why I was like, oh, this would be great if I go to, at the time, Paul's house to work on foundation. Mm -hmm. Then when I come home, that's a good cutoff point. Yeah. Doesn't work. I can't. Well, the, the, the hard part too is like, it, it's weird for like Liz really has a hard time understanding this. Um, and I, I can get why, but like work foundation, you know, stuff with Atlas. If there is graphic design, like, tr- like investments, all that, like all that is work for me. Right. That is what I enjoy doing the most. Like that is what I want. Like if it's yeah. up to me and I just want to spend free time, if it was like, if there's something to do for that, I love that. Yeah. So like, it's weird for Liz when I get home and she's like, you're still working. I'm like, well, we have free time right now. Right. right. And so she views it as like, it's no, like, like it's unhealthy. To cut it off. And I'm like, but like, if I go sit down and like, I try to make myself like play the game, I love playing the game or do, do other things. Like a lot of it just, I feel like I'm wasting my time because yeah. I'm like, there's stuff I can get done. I really enjoy getting that stuff done. And like, that's what I'd rather spend my time on. I and like, that's that. the same, it's the same reason, uh, like it's just a different personality types. Cause it's the same reason I hate reading fiction. I have a hard time watching TV. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it with Liz to enjoy it, but I have a hard time. Cause like I view all of that as like a waste. Whereas other people view it as entertainment and it's beneficial, but like reading fiction books to me, I'm like, what, what the frick's the point? I'd rather read something that I want to learn more about options trading. So I bought probably the most boring book on earth, but it's all about options trading. Yeah. And I'm going to love it. That to me is like fun, but to like everyone else, not everyone else. There's other people that are like me, obviously, but to a lot of other people, they're like, that sounds miserable. Like, why would you want to go home and work more, or read more? I'm like, that is my entertainment. That is fun to me. Uh, that's fair enough. I mean, that's <laughs> definitely not my situation. But, <laughs> yeah. Like that's, I get where that's not the yeah. social norm by any mean, any means. And like, that's where like Liz gets frustrated when I pull my laptop out, but I'm like, what do you want? Like, we're like we're not doing yeah, anything I right mean, now. We got long, free time. Yeah, as long it's it's like one of those things where I think as long as you're enjoying what you're doing and it's not well, I mean, it's like anything else, as long as it doesn't become an obsession. Like, right, that's like the whole line is like anything that is like too much. Like even if it's just watching TV, if it becomes an obsession, then that's like a bad thing. It's it's like anything else. But no, there's definitely I'm I would I am self aware enough that's a funny line of myself, but uh, <laughs> with this, I'm self-aware enough to know that like at times it is obsessive and at times yeah. like it, it, it's almost addictive at times of like, I have well, to do it's this. It's hard. Well, it's hard not to like check in on stuff like when it's so easy to access and, yeah. and it's like also like this is like your business too. So like it's kind of your child in a sense to where it's like you you just want to make sure everything's going well with it. and the other thing is there's so many different streams of this business now that it's not just like let me check the youtube let me check the instagram now there's like oh there's retail stuff going on there's this there's that there's a lot of different streams to where you know which good, is great good luck with the future of that no it's great yeah. that's what like my goal has always been in my personal life and i think everyone's financial life should be like this to have multiple streams of income to where if one well dries up, you're not screwed. Yeah. And so that's why, like, I mean, I don't I don't know how many streams, because if you count, like, within Foundation, there's all these streams now. Because, like, Foundation, if the online store slows up, 
the media might be doing really well or the retail store might be doing really well or our distribution stuff might be doing really well or you know what our franchises might be doing really well yeah and then like within atlas the bag might not be doing so good but the travel bag or like or the other thing we just started might be doing good you know what i'm saying like yeah. i think that's very important but like yes each of those things also require management and i don't know i i really enjoy it and so like it's hard for me I mean, it's just like if you're addicted to anything. It's it's a very tough social situation. I I can uh, empathize because like if your thing was that you really liked watching TV shows instead of like like your thing was like checking in on work, it would not look weird at all. Exactly. I think the hardest thing is probably this is like turning into like <laughs> counseling session. The hardest thing is that like work is something that your wife can't join in with. Yeah. That's the hard part because well, like no, I, yeah, that's like. For me, there are a lot of things that I work on at home. If I have to put together something like editing wise at home on my laptop, I like doing that. Like I I can sit down and start editing something that's like a creative thing and I, I have a blast. It's very fun. But it's hard because A, your wife can't join in with you, and B, like to them, work is work and they I think that a lot of times they almost feel bad, like they don't want you to be bogged down with yeah. work. And, and sometimes like, sometimes I would like early in foundation, sometimes I'd have to be like doing late work and it was stuff with inventory and stuff. And like, yeah, that did Mm -hmm. suck. So like I did do stuff that was not fun at home, but like now working in media, if I have to do stuff at home or whatever, I don't ever mind it because it's fun. So like that, that is having a fun job is a very weird concept. (laughs) It is not super common. Yeah. Well, and also having fun coworkers is a really weird concept too, because then like, yeah, because like any time that we get that I get texts from you guys, Gabby assumes that I'm still at work. Yeah. But like, no, we're just she. But like, I'm we're in a different like, group chat. She's now. like, what? <laughs> what's going? What's going on? I was like, no, it's just like. She's like, it's something like a stupid yeah, TikTok or something. Yeah, me a TikTok. I can't yeah. open it in front of you. There, yeah, there's like, if we get a text from one of us after work, there's a 98% chance it's not to do with work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, well, that was the other line that was like weird for me is, uh, and Liz and I really had this conversation about a completely different topic last night. But to me, if I, I view texting like, obviously texting's a conversation, right? But yeah. work mm-hmm. texting, I view it as like, I think of something. It might be something that needs to get done tomorrow. But if I don't text right then or send a, like an email right then or something, I'm going to forget. Yeah. There's no chance I'm not going to forget. Like maybe 10% of the time I'll remember to address it in the morning. And so I'll be like, I just need to text them the right only, now. Yeah. And then Liz is like, you can't. They're at home. And I'm like, well, they don't need to do it right now. I was like, yeah. but like I need it so that when they come in in the morning, it's not just my memory I'm relying right. on. Right. I'm a mm-hmm. very paranoid person about like I have a decent memory, but I definitely am. Part of that is um, because I'm so paranoid about forgetting things that like if I need to do something, I'm setting a reminder in my phone or like a lot of times with texts, if I can't respond to a text like pretty much immediately and I know I'm going to need to respond to it, I'm the type of person that I always close the tabs on my phone. Like I always keep them closed. So what I'll do is I'll keep that conversation up and leave it open in my tabs on my phone. So that way I know I will see it. I have to leave a message unread. That's Mm. my only option. Yeah. I leave, I feel very bad because I personally, I hate when people don't respond to me when it's something that like, like, commands a response if that makes sense yeah i like i hate when that happens to me but i'm very guilty of doing it to other people because hypocrite if i if i open a message and i'm in a situation where i open a message and it demands me to like sit down and think through a response and i'm like i can't do that right now yeah 
I'm I will not see that message ever yeah. again. Like oh, yeah. as soon as that message is open, because I I'll try to do what you said of like okay I'll leave it open. Doesn't work. I'm all a habitual time. closer. Yeah. Like I yeah. I'm not looking at what I'm closing. Yeah, I'm doesn't. like oh shit I got apps open. It doesn't. And there goes the message for all eternity. And then I'm just <laughs> like I'll go text that person like a week later and be like I'm the douchebag. I didn't respond. Yeah. So I have to leave it unread. So there's been times where I have 45 unread messages and my Liz will like look at my phone and be like why do you have 45 more messages? Like, I need to give it back to all those people. And she's like, well, like, what do you mean 45? I'm like, well, some of them are like a month ago now. I was like, but like, they built up. I didn't have time. And then like, I forgot. And then I'll have to like make this thing of like Saturday morning. I sit down and just like, like responding to emails, just text mm-hmm, people back. Yeah, like, you, hey, sorry. Usually for <laughs> me, minute. the hardest ones are like family members. Like, those are the ones that like a lot of times, like I need to like think about my response more. And those are the ones that slip my mind the easiest. Like a lot of my texts are very like either like texts that come in our circle. A lot of times you don't even have to reply to them. And if you do, they're usually pretty quick replies. Yeah. But family members, especially older ones, you know, they text like they're having a conversation. Like it's like a card practically. And I live away from my a lot of my family. So like it's important to talk like that. So sometimes, yeah, sometimes I'll like forget and be like, oh man, like not getting a card from the grandparents this year. <laughs> but yeah, it, it it's definitely. I think that I just, one thing that I've been noticing a lot in my life that I've been trying to get rid of is like, I don't like that such a big thing in culture today is like busy, 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 busy. And, like, anytime you talk to somebody, you're like, hey, like, how are you doing? And you're like, oh, r- r- good, good, busy, really busy. And, like, we almost, like, use the word busy, like, the same as, like, whenever we say fine, like, I'm doing fine, like, busy, just yeah. busy. And, like, I don't I don't like that. I don't think that's, I don't think that's good for us. I just, and I think that the problem is that, like, it became such a culture on, like, TikTok and stuff that, like, hustle, 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 like, the whole Gary V, like, hustle, like, everybody's hustling and everything, which, like, I think it's good to be successful. It probably... I think it's good to be, I think it's good to be wise about finances. I think it's good to, like, work hard. I think that we're supposed to work hard, but, like... I think it depends on what you include in your definition of busy, too, because I think, like, if I tell somebody... I, if I, if you ask me if my life is busy, I would say yes, but mm-hmm. mostly because when I get home from work, I'm taking care of a child. Mm-hmm. So like that part is like not busy work related. It's busy family related, but it, maybe it like doesn't fall into the, maybe it's not the right definition. Cause like it is busy, but it's also like, obviously that I'm taking care of my loved ones. Yeah, that so makes like, sense. I think that's what happens too, is like people like fall to that word busy. Like my life is busy, but it's busy too in the sense that like, Hey, I'm going on vacation. I'm leaving after work today. And like, that's going to be a busy vacation. We're doing a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. So I think it's like one of those like definition things where it's like, cause you just asked me, is my work life busy? I'd be like, well, yeah, I mean during the work day. And then like, I mean, it's, it leaks over a little bit, but it's not like, hectic stress crazy mm-hmm. all the time just certain weeks out of the year but if you add everything in my life like it's a full life is what it is yeah. you know I'm, I'm not just like I don't think most people probably don't have a not busy life like or not like full life until retirement essentially like because you're just you're, you're doing stuff you know I just think that I think that there's something that people don't think about that much today is time to you know, let your 
let your body and your mind respond to what's going on in your life. I think that we yeah. react so much. That's like we true. react so much to everything that happens in our day. We never just give ourselves time to like slow. Cause you think about it. Like and I'm not talking about us three. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about anybody specific. I'm just talking about people in general. We have so much access to stuff that we like lay down at night and it's just like brain being filled with stuff until we fall asleep. Maybe that's TV. Maybe that's our phone. Maybe that's a book, anything Then we wake up. Like as soon as we wake up, our brain being filled with stuff until even whenever I go take a crap on the toilet, I am just like filling myself with, yeah. with stuff Def- and emptying myself. I was gonna say the good news there is it's <laughs> yeah. like even trade. There's yeah, definitely not a lot but of like, like sit down and process. I think stuff. that like I get that because I n- noticed it's not as bad now that like now that I'm married. I guess maybe because my brain is like I, I don't know. But uh, before I got married, I couldn't go to sleep if the TV wasn't on. And I started to really, and I don't think that's wrong. For me, uh, for me, what I noticed because everybody's different, that was like, I whenever I turned the TV off, my brain would just wonder, and I would think about all the problems in my life. I would think about all the things I'm stressed about, and I didn't like that. I did not like that my bo- my body was thinking about that. So I would just turn on the TV, it would drown it out, I'd fall right asleep. But I think that like maybe that like decompress time before you go to sleep is like important. You know, maybe it's important for your body to be able to like you know, mull over what happened in your day, like what's going on in your life. I like that. That's what, that's why I think it's important for me to have a morning. Yeah. Is yeah. the morning that's, is, yeah, that's a great point. Cause the other thing is no one, I'm not getting notifications at 5 a.m. Because no true. one is awake. Yeah. yeah. No one's doing nothing on my phone or my life. Except for you might be getting a text from me just saying and, that. And, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, sleep. Cause like I am a very like reactionary person in a lot of ways. And a lot of times, that can be good. It can also be very bad because a lot of times what happens is like something happens and it seems like such a big deal to me in the moment, right? It's like, this is crucial. I got to do it right now. Mm -hmm. Or this is such a huge thing going on or whatever. And if I can convince myself to sleep on it, then I wake Mm -hmm. up in the morning and I'm like thinking through my day, planning out like what all I have to do that day, whatever, just like very quiet, very slow time, right? A lot of times during that period, I realize that wasn't a big deal at all. Right. Like that's not even like, I don't even, you know what? I don't even have to think about that today. Like yeah. really? Like I thought that was the, the world was ending yesterday and it's nothing versus like, cause we sleep with the TV at night mainly because our, our dogs um, will like hear a, a squirrel or something and start going crazy outside or like mm-hmm. they're not outside squirrels outside. And if I turn TV on settles it mm-hmm. home free and same thing with like, Basically, I turn the TV to a volume that wind I won't hear, mm-hmm. but someone breaking into my house, I would. Yeah. So yeah. then it's like, if I hear a noise, I got to worry about it, <laughs> right. mm-hmm. but I'm not going to hear a noise I don't have to worry about. Yeah. That helps me sleep. So I turn on HGTV because I'm not going to be interested in that yeah, most yeah, likely. Yeah, yeah, uh, sometimes, Property you know, every once in a while, well, I turned on Food Network originally. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that'll just make you hungry though. Oh yeah, dude. No. Really? I can't. I can't eat the majority of what's on. That there. makes sense. Oh, so good point. Good yeah, point. I have a yeah. But my, uh, my biggest thing is watching food television while I'm eating. Yeah, oh, yeah. love that. That's, but I would. Uh, I mean, issue with Food Network. I'm is into that. <laughs> I would wake up and everyone small would be like one of those like rebuilding a uh, restaurant oh, shows yeah. or something, oh, and I yeah. get into it. Yeah. And so I like I'll, I'll wake up at like three a.m. and be like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom. I'll come back. I look at the TV, and the next thing I know, I'm watching them rebuild this British restaurant in texas and i'm up for two hours and i'm like <laughs> hunter i just now it's five o'clock great yeah. i woke up at three today that reminds me of of something that happened to me on one of our uh battle trips uh we 
<laughs> oh yeah, well, we, I went to bed. We all went to bed and like basketball I'm, game on. Yeah, with the basketball game, and I'm not yeah. used to sleeping with the TV on anymore. It doesn't really bother me, except for every once in a while I just wake up sweating, and I'm like, "What's happening?" Because the TV in a hotel room is always the size of the wall, it so and so <laughs> it's just so bright. I turn it off, and so I woke up in the middle of the night. You guys are sound asleep, and I'm just like looking at the TV, just like freaking out. And the thing on the TV is this girl who got mauled by dogs. <laughs> and she like it, she got attacked by like five pit bulls. And they like ate every inch of her skin off of her body. Mm. And this is her post like surgery and stuff like that. I'm just staring at this girl that looks like Two-Face from Batman. And I Sink. am... Like, I am terrified laying in bed. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. There's like, there are like those like wake up groggy feelings. Like one of the biggest ones is waking up in the middle of the night to a bright television screen. Yeah, like, yeah, you'll feel so like, confused. you'll feel like you died. Mm-hmm. I am like, I don't mind these days. Like TVs have gotten so much bigger and brighter than they used to be when we were kids, like falling asleep to them. So like, I'm not a huge, I, I can definitely fall asleep to TV and, when Kenzie was pregnant and she, it took her a lot longer to fall asleep and her sleep schedule was way off of mine because I was waking up early for work. She would watch TV usually while I was falling asleep anyways. Mm-hmm. And I don't, that's whatever. But what I eventually for me, I need that TV to be off. So like I will wake up and if she's asleep, I'll turn it off because I need mm. that complete darkness. Like I'm a, I'm a big proponent of having like darkness when I sleep. Um, I but put a hood over my head. There you go. I sleep in a hoodie almost every night. Really? Oh, I cannot up do that. Like this. Because then I, I watch TV, and then the second I turn, put my head into my pillow. Mm, my best, covers, my, I'm, my, I'm pref- my preferred feeling of sleeping is not wearing a lot of clothes. Like, I'll sleep in my underwear, but then having as much blankets and covers as possible. Yes. Like, I want yeah. that to be what's keeping me warm. But there are times where it is just cold enough. Where you can sleep in the hoodie and, and whatever, and like that's a great. Feeling. I can't do it. I can't do it. I love sleeping. Camping, in the growing up camping. Oh yeah, we, we camped in Put, tents. Like, four layers of socks on. Yeah, so <laughs> like we would then we would bundle up like all the way and sleep in hoodies and stuff. Some of the best sleep I ever get in my life. You'd wake up to like the sound of like the cicadas and like the, the sunrise, and it'd be just still like that morning cool, and you you'd feel like you slept for twenty hours. I incredible. would say probably every single night until I was like sixteen. I slept with the blankets over my head. Oh, and it's because I'm still here. And it was, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I probably have some kind of oxygen problem with my brain. <laughs> but like it was, and the reason was is because I was so scared every single night because my family would make me watch scary movies. Like my whole life since I was like little, we would watch, we would have like family movie night and like, haha, it's the grudge. And I'm like, I don't want to watch this. And like, you have to, it's family time. And then I would be forced to watch these scary movies. And so I would, from a very young age, I was terrified of being in, alone in my room. And so I would literally sleep with the blankets over my head. Cause then I was convinced that nothing was, nothing was going to get me. When I was young, I would only, uh, my bed was up against a wall. Like the mm-hmm. whole one of the whole sides of it, and I would only sleep facing the wall. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to like yep. be like facing the door, which is like kind of counterintuitive, but that's what I did. Yeah, that's how I. Slept. You can't see it; it can't hurt that's you. That's exactly right. Did I ever tell oh. you guys about the time that I like flung myself out of my bed? I think so, but maybe not. On the I show. had I had a um I had a nightmare one night that 
Because we had just watched a scary movie where a guy was buried alive and a snake got in the coffin with him. That's terrifying. And my bed was lofted, it was like about five and five and a half feet in the air. And there was a wall on the side and there was a wall on the back. And I, um, I like had a dream that, and I used to sleepwalk really bad. I had a dream that a snake got into my bed. And so I started freaking out. Like it was, it was like real to me. Like I opened my eyes and there was a snake in my bed. It freaked out. And I pushed myself all the way to where my back was facing the edge of my bed where the ladder was. And I put my feet on the wall and I just kicked myself completely off of my bed and landed flat on my back on the floor. <laughs> and then I just like woke up and I was on the floor and I was like, wait, wait, wait. man, and I just climbed back up the ladder and went back to Did sleep. Did you guys ever see it? Like, do you ever have moments like, you know how like you'll be, it'll be like dark in the room and you'll see like a silhouette of like, it might be a coat hanger or whatever. And like, it like appears to be something mm-hmm. else. Like I had some moments growing up where like there was something that was so pot, like looked so yeah. convincingly like another person or a creature or something. Like it was like so convincing that I, I knew it wasn't real and yet I had to get out of bedding and like I was like, what is that? Like I would forget like what is in my room and be like, I need or to you like, like shine your phone. Did you ever go attack it? I never attacked it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Mine. What about this? Oh, did you guys have this? Did you guys ever worry about like the, what's hiding in the shower situation? Yes. I still do. I do not pee without opening the shower. Yes. Oh my no. gosh. That makes me dead serious. Liz I don't gets do so it. mad at me. I'm like, Liz, it's a hat. Like I said, I'm in the most serious? vulnerable state. Yeah. Well, because I don't do it anymore, but I used to. There was like, a per- I there could was not do in it. like middle school or high school. There was this family that we were somewhat friends with <laughs> and um, they woke up one morning and something i forget what it was in their house was gone it was mm-hmm. missing and then their front door was broken and it's like oh my gosh someone broke into our house last night and so they call the cops cops come over sure enough someone broke in uh i don't know if they ever found the person but um what happened was the wife was like explaining she's like i thought i heard something but you know i did, i just thought like must not have been anything she's like so i laid there a little bit didn't hear anything else she's like so i just went to the bathroom Went to the bathroom, got back in bed, went to sleep. So the cops like start looking around, footprints in the bathroom, in the oh shower. Oh my gosh. And the cops were like, most likely, you know, most likely he heard you rustling, hid in the shower. Well, and so I told Liz, I said, you know, at, my le- big at least thing, he stayed hidden in the shower and that was his goal. Not yeah. to Well, his goal wasn't you. to kill anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, his goal was just to rob the house, but uh, apparently. But I told Liz, I'm like, I'm at my most vulnerable state. Like mm-hmm. my pants are down. Very true. I'm midstream. I was like, if someone's behind me, I want to face them a fair fight when I get in that bathroom. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be standing there. So when I was like, before I got married, I was living in that apartment. I just took the shower curtain off. It was just a clear, the clear inner liner. Because why do you need a shower curtain? First off, no one uses my bathroom but me. So I had an inner liner. So then I walk in the bathroom. I don't even got to check it. I can see. You're not, you're, you can't hide there. You can't hide there. That is so funny. But now I've also like had moments where... Um, I'm going to replace your clear shower curtain. Well, with now we don't curtain. have a, a life-size picture of your shower. Liz, Liz, well, I personally am like, Liz, we don't, this is our bedroom, our bathroom. We have a guest bathroom. No one uses this bathroom but us. Why does a shower curtain have to be closed? That, you know that's a silly question. Just keep it open. Yeah. Aesthetic. I'm like, it's fine, but there is a chance that like... The answer to every question I ever have of my wives is simply aesthetic. Did y'all ever like... Some, and I accept that. Most of the day, most time I like walk into the bathroom, I just pop my head. But every once in a while, I'm feeling just risky. I'll, just yeah. start, I'll punch it. 
just like walk in. Just <clears throat> I used to like. I would be like, really? No, I would. I. I mean, when I was younger, I would definitely peek in there sometimes. The other thing I, I used to do, do I my whole you life, get, I always. Did if that. I ever come I don't to your do house, anymore, don't hide anything in the shower because I can't pee in the bathroom <laughs> unless I look by the shower curtain. <laughs> And like you're gonna be ready to fight thing. if you see somebody. In there. Oh, oh gosh, yeah, I'll fight. Bro. This is what this is so what I would have done. Like I have it. Like I had friends' houses where like because I mean you're cleaning up before someone comes over. You want to make your house look nice. Mm-hmm. No time. Throw stuff in a shower. We've been there. Never done that. I've never done really. That. Like you, closet, <laughs> closet, sure. Shower, no. But kind of. I've done it. But I had. A, I went to a friend's house. I forget how old I was. I was in like high school, and I had to pee. It was like two a.m. And I was like, oh, shoot, gotta go to the bathroom go walk out to the bathroom it was like their whole family like we were there they had like two bathrooms and we were staying in the bedroom so we walk into the bathroom that like people shared and i pop it open and there's just a bunch of stuff in there in the bathroom and like it scared me at first because like i pop open the shower mm-hmm. you always expect to see nothing yeah there's stuff there i'm like oh frick i was like oh, okay it's just crap and then i like peed and then i like said something to my friend in the morning he's like oh dude my mom's gonna be pissed if she knows that like that's where she hides stuff and people come over so i was like well funny. i was like i was making sure i wasn't about Got to get murdered him. I used to, the one thing I did also used to freak out about is when I was in the shower, if I was washing my hair and like my eyes were closed, yes. I did not like that. I don't, yeah. I don't, wa- I don't, because there's that eyes. scene in the grudge. <laughs> I don't close my eyes. There's oh chance. my gosh. That's I just washed my hair and my head down. Yeah, I'm te- I'm terrified of that so too because funny. that scene in the grudge that I had to watch when I was a kid was like she's in the shower Y'all and a hand freaking comes I'm through not her in hair. Fear. It's just habit. What would you? No, mine's fear. Mine's <laughs> yeah, fear. Connor's, mine started with Connor fear. Sounds but like, like he's not got anymore. Fear. It doesn't. Just be clear. None of that stuff bothers me anymore because now like I'm the person that does the protecting, so I'm not really scared of stuff anymore. But unless we oh, go yeah. to a haunted house, <laughs> then I will be scared. Probably we're going to scare mare, dude. I don't want to do that. That one's not you. That one's not even scary though. Yeah, but I will get scared. We're I work going. myself up. My brain is too powerful. <laughs> We're going, dude. I just want to go because I know you're the guy who'll be like, "I can see you right there. You're not scaring me." Like, like the guy no, like talks through it the whole time. I, w- I won't. I'll be. I'll be completely silent. <laughs> that is how I deal with it. I am completely I silent, scare, and I will I'm hold a, Gabby I'm in front of me, and I will squeeze her arms like this. you put your wife in front of you. Oh yeah. Well, because well, at a haunted house, I know she's not actually gonna get hurt. And also, she loved that stuff. So whenever we went while we were dating, she was in front of me the whole time. I'm amazed. Hair mirrors were my romance with Kenzie blossomed, man. We weren't dating at that time, but you know, we just knew. <laughs> we went to Scare Mirror. We were the only two people there to, that were single. We used to go. To, <laughs> we used to go to Scarewinds, which is Carowinds. Carowinds but, I've never been to like a legit scary Hall- one, Hall- oh, but I'm sure so it would scary. freak me out because, like, even like Scare Mirror at this point, I've been through it enough to know that like nothing in there. There's a few parts that'll startle you, but they nothing in there is like you. Yeah, it's a Hallow Scarewinds. Yeah, that you. there are stu- there are definitely some that would because what, what like Hallow Scream, you you can't get away from it. Like yeah. once once it hits eight o'clock, yeah, game on, mm-hmm. and then all the bushes are alive. Like you got yeah. that's not a bush, I, that's a ghillie so suit. Do they do Gabby one at knows, Bush Gardens? That's it. Yes, they do. Oh, yeah, are Gabby we going knows that I'm terrified. Of, like I, I just Luke can't do can. it. I love scary movies. <laughs> I like love scary movies, but I just can't do them. I just can't do the haunted houses. I don't know why. It's any. It, I get it. You know I mean, what's, you're you know what's funny in it. is like the like paint on the face, blood on the, whatever you do can do to your face. Does not bother me. Will not scare me. It's the second that there's something covering your face. The second mm. that there's a mask on. I just always feel... I don't know what happened to me as a kid. But something had to have happened to me as a kid to make me scared of someone's face being covered. Because like even to this day, we were at the Hillcats game. And the freaking mascot passed by me. And my heart, my heart rate spiked. 
spiked. Like what? I could, like yes, I, like I started sweating I a know, little like, bit. We're getting cuz like I, I <laughs> It's like the second that there's a mask on, it just scares me so much. Like one of my community one of the guys that was in my community group in college, he was like the scary pig thing at Scare Mirror. Oh yeah. And he came up to me and I knew it was him. He whispered in my ear, I knew it was him. Gabby took a picture of us with his mask on whole entire time I'm sweating. I am sweating. I'm terrified because there's still like I was even I was even the cow at Chick-fil-A. And whenever I see a Chick-fil-A cow, scary I'm terrified. I cannot do it. No, we should definitely go to Hallow Scream. I used to go to Hallow Scream every every single year. We went last time I went was like two years ago. Um lot less fun when you're the driver. And you gotta be <laughs> driving home at like, you know, you uh, leave the park at like one a.m. or midnight or whatever, and you got a three hour drive home. Mm. A lot less fun when you're in the driver's seat. Dude, we uh, but still a great time. That's what I was gonna say was that we were. I accidentally got stuck there because me and Gabby and a group of group of our friends went to Bush Gardens, mm-hmm. and I checked. I was like, like we're not going to the scary thing. Like we're just we're just going to Bush Gardens, <laughs> and like because like we wanted to leave in time and everything. And everybody's like, yeah, and, like her friend Gabby's friend was like. Yeah, they're not doing they're not doing that anymore. Like it's it's after that. Like it's they're they're done with that part. And I was like, okay, sick. So we go and everything. And I'm not thinking anything of it. We're just at the park and everything. And then it turns eight o'clock and all the lights change color. And I see a scary person walk out the corner. And I'm just like, No. And we're like on the I, other side of the park I would from the park. Pay a lot. lot of money to have been there for this. We moment. are literally on the other side of the park. So we've got to walk through the whole park to get back to our car. And I'm like no, 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 no. And this was like last year. And <laughs> I, I'm like, no, I'm serious. And I see another person walking and I'm like, no, 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 no. You've got to be kidding me. And I looked at Gabby and I was like, are they doing, the, are they doing like the, the scary thing? And she was like, I don't, it looks like they are. And then an announcement came on and it was like, just let you know, like, this is now this. And I was like, no, no, no. And it's like to the point now to where like Gabby's, it's not funny to her anymore. Like she's like, she knows that I'm going to freak out. And so like we oh, see man. people and I'm just like this the whole time, like just like staring around and I'm like, we got to get out of here. And Gabby's like, all right guys, well you guys like ready to go. And I'm like, we have to get out of here now. <laughs> I just like, I don't, I get so nervous about it. I don't know what my deal is. I just enjoy, like I, I don't like scary stuff. Like walking Call through scary Call me a sicko, things, but, but all that's going through my mind right now is scenarios where I can get you into a scary thing. <laughs> We're gonna take him to Hollow Scream. Sounds like we're not. Unless no. we got a bribe. Where there's gonna have to be bribe. I mean, I'll involved. go. Like if you no, guys, it's just like if, if you guys if are we're like we're going, going as a group, I'm not gonna. And not Gabby's go. going. Okay, yeah. like, so it is. The, we just so had to convince whenever, Gabby. Whenever I was in like high school and stuff, no, the answer is no. Like I'm not going. But well, like, well like, last scream, year it was pretty traumatizing. Hollow Scream was things are different this year. There, it's not. I mean, it wasn't nearly as bad. They don't. They don't mess with like it's just jump scares. At Scarewinds, they mess with you. They torment you. You cannot mm. show any weakness because they will literally chase you around like the carnival things. Yeah. Like it's but, but at Hollow Scream though, you. the best part is every like the rides, like the behind the scenes of the rides turns into all the scary walkthroughs. So you yeah, have that's like, what happens at Scarewinds too. The that's very cool. Pompeii turns into like uh, I mean they change what it is every year. There's always a clown one. They used to do one year. Um, it was the whole park was based on you the. Third, make what? There's one that's called Pompeii. Well, the Escape from Pompeii is a ride. The back scene of Pompeii becomes <laughs> is that like Wilden a, making an amusement ride after like a tragedy? <laughs> I don't know. Escape from Pompeii is the ride. Like that's uh, that's got to be wild, right? Like what are we doing? <laughs> They're know, like. Man. 
Uh, yeah, like, all these people died, but like it'd be a sick ride though. <laughs> well, like it, the whole ride, you're, it's, it's like, a water a hur- ride. There's like, a ride called think, like Hurricane just don't Katrina. Don't say it out loud, but think of other tragedies that are I just, just more said modern. Hurricane Katrina. Okay, <laughs> like there's no, uh, yeah, it's pretty tough there. But um, the what was I just saying? Oh, I but mean, they did the <laughs> thirteen fears. It was like the thirteen most common fears, and the scary spiders. The, the walkthrough, sure yeah, the walkthrough. One of them was death. That was a weird room. Oh, oh. But the walkthrough was 13 rooms. In each room, the last room was the most common fear. I forget what it was. But like each room got progressively scarier, yeah. but also progressively like a more common fear. Mm-hmm. That one it was... What, I was were, in like what were the fears? Period. I don't remember. I, I know one sure was a fear of heights. Dark heights. Heights spiders. was tough because I'm scared of heights. And they basically, it was just like they had an actual plank. Uh-huh. And then like two feet below it was like... Or smoke. No, like screens, like you were yeah. over, yeah. and That's then there cool. was like mist in between. Mm-hmm. So you had handrails, and you were walking on the plank, but it just looked like if you fell, you were going to fall to your death. Yeah. I didn't really. And think then uh, claustrophobia was a big one. Oh, and so it started That's wide. Like Scaremare, they is that had where it's like thing. the blow up thing? Like yeah. So by the thing? end, you Those couldn't get. To I like that. That was the only time that I felt safe, and you didn't. Was whenever I was inside of that tube. How far it was gonna go. And yeah. so that was a tough one. I wasn't claustrophobic. I became claustrophobic That's, that night. That one's tough. Spiders no, was one. That. Clowns was one. Uh, death. The death room. It was basically they had it so dark that you couldn't see anything, mm-hmm. and you just kind of wandered through this room. And then they like had like really reverby like laughs that would like mm. go on. So like you're walking through and you just hear the laugh. Yeah, that sounds kind of. And fun. you couldn't tell. It was a big room, and you just had to get to the door. Mm-hmm. And so it was basically like a maze because they would let each each room since it was 13 it took a long time to get through they would just let like a group of like 10 of you through and so like 10 would go in and then once that was out you like someone was there it was like you mm-hmm. can go in and then you went into like whatever the next fear was we're going to scare i think it'd be different now because like now like gabby and i've switched roles like recently like she's become a lot more a lot more like scared of that kind of stuff while like it's we're going to the so maybe one possible all right, well, we got to play Snaps real quick so we can teach Connor how to play. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what we were supposed to start this podcast with, but I just kind of let it roll. Um, you let it roll. All right, so we're just going to play Snaps. Florida. Right? Florida. Trevor will hopefully... I'm definitely going to... As long as I can catch up, I can win. Like, I know how it works. Uh, I've got no idea You're going to try. Just try, Connor. I will try my darndest. And then see if you can just catch on to what it is. All right. All right. Um, okay. Snaps is the name of the game. The name of the game is Snaps. All right, I got to pick some... Pick something I'm doing here. For those okay. of you that don't know, this is a game that right. you have to understand, and I don't understand. Snaps the name of the game, the name of the game is Snaps. Really pay attention. Come on. Connor, are you with me? Yeah? <laughs> Ricky. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was dev- my mind was definitely not in the right place. All right, we'll do another one here. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, okay, I got this. Okay, one. snaps the name of the game. Name of the game is snaps. Come on, just listen. Stop. Got it. Really. Yeah. All right. E. <laughs> e. E. Mm-mm. E. Corey? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. 
All right, we're going to go one more, then I'll explain. Oh, I think I, I, I'm getting closer, I think. I think I'm getting okay. closer. I'm going to go one more, and then I'm going to let you tell me what you think's going on. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just let, let us run through it, and then you give your guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So but, I'm gonna, but I'm, be slow, please. I'm going to go through, and then I'm going to just pause when I'm done. Okay. Okay. Snaps the name of game. Name of game is Snaps. Okay. Now pay attention. There you go. Now pay attention. There you go. The, the answer is Nate. So just think of think of that. You have okay. this one memorized. How did I get to Nate? Okay, well that so what I figured was like the word you said, mm-hmm. now listen. Mm-hmm. You're snapping with what your one snap is how many letters of that you're using. Wrong. The, uh, no, why did I snap? I snapped mm-hmm. twice at the end, right? Yeah, after there you go. One part of this how game is, is very intuitive. The other part, you kind of just have to figure out the code, and it's very difficult. Now pay attention. There you go. What two letters would you get from those two? T and E. Hmm. The first one was, now pay attention. The word's Nate. Now pay attention was first. So you need an I needed the N. Okay. And then it was a blank mm-hmm. where the snap came in, got me to an A. And then there you go, got me a T. And then there was, no then there was a snap, got me an E. Yeah. So he is figuring A out. is one. E snap. is two. E is two. Okay. Oh, so all your vowels. It's yeah, ah. baby. Alright, now we're gonna play gotcha. one more, Connor. You ready okay. here? Yeah, there we go. Alright. This one's just for Connor. Don't answer. answer. This answer. one's for you, Connor. Alright. I'm not good at spelling. <laughs> um, let me no, go. It's like Forrest Gump. Uh, but I know my states not real well spelling. though. <laughs> I'm not good at spelling. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. cream. <laughs> Alright, ready? <laughs> snaps is the name of the game, name of the game is Snaps. Just pay attention. Just pay attention. Hold on. He's already messed up. Yeah. Why did you... <laughs> what? Why did you emphasize the pay part? It's. I was just saying okay, the okay, phrase. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll start. I'm going to start over. Stats in the game. You know it. Yeah. Just pay attention. That first uh-huh. part, it can also be a code, but Hunter is I don't know the it. second part of it. I, I know there's a boy that snaps is not the name of the game. I don't know what that because changes. Because you're, you're, you're basically saying that the word you're trying to get them to guess I believe I believe it's like be, you're giving them the exact name, whereas there's another way where you're giving them something that is more like mm. clues instead of a name. I, they only covered the one way, and the second time they played it, they, someone said not the name of the game, and then the guy goes, well, what the frick is that? And then the gets, TikTok ended, and I was like, okay, confusing. I'm not going there. There are a lot of different clues. Okay. All right, hit me with it. Snaps the name of the game. Name of the game is Snaps. Just pay attention. All right. All right. Maybe you're on to it. Solid. James. Yeah, Connor. Yes. Yeah, that that is like I looked at all the clues. I remember Let's when that up first here. got popular, and like Let's that, get size up in here. I want to. I want to. You're doing show them what's a up. Name and you're just spelling it. It is like the easiest way. To, like that's the yeah. simplest way. But there are like 
dozens of yeah, different I don't clues dive you can use. Oh, I don't even know how you would. <laughs> well, that's like one all. of the games. That, like again, there's no chance you can't really figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like if I like how I talked you through it, if you know the answer, yeah, you could. then you can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying like if you just walk in and playing snaps, you're not getting. Yeah, you're gonna be pretty. The confused. other one I played when I was a kid, or not even a kid, I was in like middle school. We played it um, when I went to China. Was it, you had a towel, and you passed it, and there was one person that was the leader. And no one, like, if you knew the game, you knew that whoever started was the leader, and that was the only person you needed to pay attention to. But what would happen is you'd pass it, and then, like, so I'd pass it to you. I would do something with the towel, pass it to you. Yeah. You'd do something with the towel, pass it on, and then the room who knew how to play would say yes. And then they'd pass it, like, then someone who didn't know how to play would pass it, and you'd go, nope. And they'd be like, I did the same thing. So, like, I would, like, tie the towel in a knot, and then untie it and pass it to Trevor. Yeah. Trevor would take it, try to tell him not, untie it, pass it on. I'd be like, yeah. And the next person would do it, I'd say no. Because all that mattered was if your feet were crossed or not. Mm, yeah. And so I'd be sitting, you'd sit there and like sometimes like. It's the best. It was, it was so fun. Because you get like a room of like 20 people and like t- 15 of us would know how to play. Mm-hmm. And five people wouldn't. It's the best feeling. And then you'd like, everyone would tie in a knot. And then you get to someone who knew how to play. And they would take it, look at it and just pass it. And you'd be like, yep. And then the whole room just explodes. And then the other five who were like, he didn't do it. I understand. It was just if your feet were crossed or not. That is so funny. Yeah. Games like that where it's like, this is just a distraction. Yeah. Like then. I I I do love that. So that's funny. Have you ever played the game Mal? Haven't played Mal. (laughs) Of course. I've heard of it. I don't remember what it is. I don't remember every. I don't remember. I mean, I could tell you, but I have to kill you. (laughs) No. Number one rule of Mal is you can't talk about Mal. It's like the game, but there's actually rules to Mal. Okay. Mm -hmm. We played in China. It was a very frustrating experience. That's funny. All right. I was very frustrated the first time I played it as well. Same, dude. No, not you, Trevor. All right, what, what noise are we making? Um, How about not a chord this week so we can't okay. just keep dominating? Because like That's Hunter fair. and I were way Yeah, too you guys it. have gotten like pretty much perfect. What about, like, what about like a perfect golf shot? Because like Hunter heard a lot of them yesterday from his own club. So, Not from, well, I heard a lot from Kent's club. Kent was on. Dude, one. Kent was popping off. I thought I heard one from Trevor's club. I said, dude, it sounded solid. And Trevor goes, I hit that so fat. And then it went, it hit off the side of a rock wall and just ricocheted. I was like, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Well, it's just I didn't know what a perfect golf shot sounded like. All right, I got I it. I still don't. I got you. Wow. Not bad. Not bad. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I got You can't make the noise. It's, it's pretty so impossible. it's so scary to make a sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> it's so scary to make a sound yeah, effect. I get never made it before. Like you don't to get, get a practice. Pop. You just had to do it. I was trying to get a good pop and I couldn't. I got the swing. <laughs> I can't get the good pop. A pop's really hard. <laughs> let me. That that's it. Here, I almost got it. Listen, listen to that. Let me for reference. Listen, listen to me, Trevor. Okay. I'm mean, so quiet. It doesn't matter. Let you, me, like, you gain play. that puppy up. Flushed. Like a flush golf shot. <laughs> Nothing but Tiger Started flushing fast irons enough. for five minutes. I should give us like a... Oh, you didn't say irons. I'm just kidding. That was a decent one. Hold on, let's get another. Whenever I see compilations of like... It's almost impossible to do those sounds so close to each Maybe other. One. Swing the club. There we go. That was so quiet. This yeah, one sucks. sucks. Whatever. Doesn't even matter. Ours were way better. Just insert our sound. That was, that, that was a pretty good one right there. 
Oh, the real test will be if the audio. If that's the like a chip, That's know. a pretty good chip shot. Yeah. Real, real test will be if the audio listeners know if we're playing a video or not. Still. That's yeah. true. All right, here he goes. Wait, Trevor, go ahead and hit play on that. I, I, oh, I got you. I got one pulled up. Yeah, I'm hitting play. <laughs> oh man, that's a good compilation. They're, going, click, they're going backfire. Back click, to back to back. Your click noise sounds just like a chip shot. Like that's pretty impressive. You're welcome. I will say. Now add a little backspin to it. <laughs> All right, now thin. <laughs> now thin one. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was. I think he hit it thick. No, 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 this is my thick. This is my thick. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that? Have you seen you that TikTok? Stuck the cra- club <laughs> I was saying, have you seen that TikTok <laughs> where the kid swings and the club gets stuck in the ground? His hands come through and he looks back and his no, club just. Oh, that's so that's funny. I'll show y'all after this. It's funny. All right, we're off the show. Bye. Bye. Ready? We gotta do mailbag. Oh, we gotta toss. Here we go. Horseshoes. So wild. Oh, we're two for three.